everybody and welcome back to another episode of the chatty edit you are joined by me sophia and me louise and today we are going to be talking about successfully self-shooting and our tips and tricks in order to do so yeah i enjoy self-shooting i know there's a lot of people that hate it but i've grown to love it do you know what i think i've always done it Actually, like, thinking back, I don't think I've never not self-shot. It's just easy. You don't have to rely on anyone. You just need you, you, good old you. And I think it's it falls into your, like, time management. Like, when it's convenient for you, you don't have to wait around for someone else or make sure their schedule's free. It's, It's all about you. It's all about you. Treat yourself. You can even make yourself like a nice hot chock in a travel mug and oh, just go out. Stop it, Sophia. <laughs> go out exploring with ye old tripod. Get some marshmallows and... in it. Yeah, just have a nice good old time and no one knows your content and what you like better than you. Yeah, totally. So we want to talk about the art of successful self-shooting. That's a real, like, I know. (laughs) I'm really scared I'm going to say, like, I'm going to stutter on the S's because it's like S, 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 S. (laughs) (laughs) Self-shitting. How to successfully (laughs) self-shit. Enjoy. (laughs) If you didn't know already, we're here to help. (laughs) It's getting weird already. Oh, God, let's just start already. (laughs) Right, so Sophia, how do you self-shoot? Well, Louise, seeing as you asked, I'll give you my answer. <laughs> no All joke. right, go on. Um, you know what? I only actually started self-shooting as of recently, but I do <laughs> like going out with like a friend and just getting some good shots and just having a nice time out. As of recently, because of, you know, COVID, I've really enjoyed self-shooting and I never thought I would say that, but I actually really enjoy it. So for me, if I'm obviously self-shooting outside, then a tripod for me, it's like, it's my go-to, obviously. But I go out with my tripod, obviously my phone, because I take my photos on my phone. I know a lot of people use a camera. And I take out my outfits. And I normally go somewhere quite close to my house. So I'm able to come home, get changed into my next outfit, and then go back out. Um, But if I'm shooting indoors, I just use my phone, a mirror, and my tripod. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. That's a big old chunky section from me. How about you? How do you (laughs) self-shoot? That's filled a lovely three minutes. That's good. (laughs) I expect you to do the same. Yeah, go for it. Give me your best shot, girl. Three minutes on the clock. Here we go. Um, (laughs) I already kind of said to you that I have been self-shooting since the dawn of time. I don't even remember not self-shooting. I think it was just because for ease. Um, and I would always just get my tripod, get me a big old camera. Well, first of all, I started off with a, I started off with like my old phone, literally just balanced it against my old TV unit. Mm. And then I went to like a little, um, like a compact camera and just hoped for the best. Like I've still got these shots on my blog at some point, so I'll have to show you them. They're really awful. And then I moved on to my big old dslr camera and Mm. actually like invested in a good camera to get the shots i 
kind of go between my phone and my camera. Um, I think with my camera, like I know the shots are going to be good quality, but sometimes the lighting could be hit and miss if it's like by accident on the right, wrong setting. So I have to make sure like there's little details to fill, but I'm still a self-timer person though. I know there's a lot of people who use a clicker and I do have a clicker for my phone, but my camera is a little bit older. It doesn't have a Bluetooth function. So I do still hit the timer and run. Yeah, we were saying this in our episode with Lou a couple of episodes ago. Me and Louise both got a clicker, but for me, and as you just said as well, like the self-time is where it's at because I mentioned to you, didn't I, Louise, that my battery on my clicker runs out all the time. Yeah, you've always had problems with it. I think it might have just been a little dodgy one, but yeah, I'm just like, I'll just use the self-timer because you get 10 seconds and you, (laughs) I don't know about you, but I always find with 10 seconds, sometimes it's either really long or not long enough. Do you use the um, front camera? No, I, uh, well, if I'm out self-shooting, then, uh, no, I don't. No, 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 that's a lie. I don't because it's not as good quality as the back camera. Uh-huh. So I normally get the position right and then run over to the place where I want the photo and then go back and forth to see, like, if I need to move over a little bit to the left or I need to duck down a little bit or, you know, just to try and get the best shot. Yeah. I find with um, iPhone cameras, though, I've spoken to you about this before, is the bleaching, I call it bleach light, where it like, I don't know why it does it, and it's a freaking annoying function, but it like highlights something and makes you like really ghostly white, and then you have to click on that, like hit it, and it will sort out the lighting again. It's, it's almost like it overexposes itself in one area, and then if you tap on that area, it sorts the light out again, but sometimes if you put it on timer or even with the clicker, it over bleaches again and you're yeah. like oh, it's really annoying I don't know why it does it yeah it does do that I just have to kind of try and correct it with editing yeah do you find that when you use your camera it's more hard work like do you have another tripod that will suit your camera so your camera can obviously like go on top of it yeah I've got two I've got the gorilla pod um which is actually from my old housemate she left it behind when she moved out and I stole it um, so thanks for that, babe. And um, she's like, "Where's my trap on?" You're like, "Hey, hey." Never used it. It was like still in her pa- its packaging. She like never used it. So I was like, "This is mine now." Thanks. Um, lol, different story. Um, then I have my other like normal kind of tripod. Like, I guess like it's not full length, but it's obviously extends a lot higher. Um, funny story, my old tripod fell down the stairs and completely snapped. So for years it was duct taped up and then I thought my camera's going to fall off and die and I'm going to be really sad. So I shouldn't do this anymore. And, um, yeah, that's a little side note, but I just think that with like, um, DSLR cameras, like the big chunky ones, Mm -hmm. it just seems like a lot of effort. Um, when I had my Nikon, I never thought about shooting outfit photos in it because the focus on it was awful and it was really hard to put a timer on like the shoot, mm-hmm. like for you to put like a 10 second timer on or whatever. Um, and I just found it a lot of effort because now you can take photos on your iPhone and the quality is incredible. Like the amount of times people say to me, how do you take your photos? And I'm like, oh, I'll use my phone. And they're like, oh my God, the quality is really good. Yeah, I think though as well, you've got a newer phone, your phone quality is a lot better than mine, whereas my camera is a bit dodge, Mm. um, because it is older and it's just, it's not as clear, whereas I know that 
my camera is constantly on the right setting and I just adjust the exposure and for me yeah. like I know they're going to be good shots because the quality is a lot higher mm. so in that respect like I do find it easier shooting with my camera sometimes if other people use it and it's not on the right mm. setting I don't realize that's my only yeah. downfall is making sure because I don't really know how to use my camera like I've never taken photography or anything so I'm such a like amateur photographer in that res- in that respect I don't even deserve the name photographer but do you know what I mean like <laughs> want to be photographer and all that your sister's gonna be crying at this <laughs> my sister's gonna be like hang on a minute I studied for months <laughs> no she obviously won't but like um, yeah it's that kind of I know how to use it on self-shooting mode but the minute I give it to someone else it, yeah it sometimes doesn't work as well just because it's I don't know how to use the settings and stuff yeah but yeah Although we've been out self-shooting with it before and I remember I loved it. Do you remember? I was on the Mate, floor, I was on my it. knees, I was laying down. It's like that clicky sound. It's just so pleasing. Mate, it's the sound. It's not even... You were like, I love the sound. <laughs> yeah, I just love it because it makes you feel so confident and so, oh my God, I'm basically a photographer. Like, so I've got sexy. my shit together. Do you think you'll ever go back to like using a camera though? Well, I guess you said you didn't really use one, but like, would you ever switch or do you think you're, you're quite happy sticking with your phone? That's a good question, Louise. Thanks. I do really enjoy shooting with my phone. However, I have had a lot of problems in the past with taking the photos, uploading them to Instagram and the image resolution drop in. Mm-hmm. The picture quality just goes really blurry and it just, it just looks bad. I have had a lot of problems with that, but... I found an app that's really good. I know you kind of use the same one, but the app that we both use is called Unum, and it's a really good app because you upload to the app, and this is so total sidetrack, I know, but you upload to the app, and you can plan your Instagram feed, and you can upload straight from that app to Instagram, and the image quality stays the same. Um, yeah. It's really good. But, yeah, I really like taking photos on my phone because I just think it's really handy. There's a couple of cameras that I've seen that I really like the look of that I would love to just maybe treat myself to and buy a camera. But I feel like I'm going to be that bitch that will be like, oh, fuck it, let me just take my phone out. This is a thing, I think, because I'm kind of in a bit of a similar dilemma with you, um, because basically my camera is, it sounds really bad because it's not old, but it's I've had it for about eight years now, maybe a little bit less. Um and it's now to the point where like, it can't keep up with like the resolution we have now online. So for example, YouTube videos, it can go up to, I don't know, like really, um, it can go up to HD. Whereas my camera can't record in HD or like a high resolution. So oh. my phone can actually record in better quality, but the quality isn't as good, if that makes sense. Yeah. So it's kind of like a catch-22. So I'm now in the predicament of, do I upgrade my phone or do I upgrade my camera? It's mm. such a first world problem. Do I, I know. My there's, phone a, or my camera? there's a fucking pandemic going on and you're talking about your fucking phone. <laughs> this is like such a big decision. No, but seriously, like that's the kind no, of like, because yeah. I think you don't need both. I think yeah. your phone does just as well as a camera and vice versa. So it's like, if you're going to do more like videos and you, you know, you want to get more, like, I don't know, you want to invest a little bit more in the photography side, mm. then maybe a camera's better. But like, if you're quite happy, just like you said, taking your phone out and shooting, 
or you know using that for your work then perfect your phone's Mm doing the job you know yeah it's definitely personal preference I mean with the whole YouTube thing that's another reason why I would like a camera to be able to actually do like really cool YouTube videos because I just use my phone and I'm just the quality just isn't as good but I definitely think it is personal preference and it kind of just depends on what you are going to use the most like what Louise do you think you're going to get out of either having like a new phone or a new camera wait what iPhone do you have eight oh shit okay <laughs> that's not that bad but the new iphone literally just came out today yeah i know which is really secretive though wasn't it because ne- they never spoke about it yeah i mean well i knew haha because my brother-in-law works for EA. he's a manager but... i swear you told me about this because you remember i was like oh i'm really debating an upgrade you yeah you should just wait because the new one will come out and then the prices of the other ones will drop dramatically the thing is like i think if you was upgrade to something like that the quality would be so good that it probably would even be on par with a you know a good quality camera which is quite mm-hmm. scary but it's like yeah like technology is just so advanced these days yeah and it's the whole thing for me of having like a really good phone with a really good camera but does the image resolution drop as soon as you upload to a platform because I think as well you've got to think and I don't know if I've just made this up but if you're shooting on a camera, you then obviously upload it to your computer or your Mac or whatever. You then edit the photo. Oh, I forgot about all of that. You then have to move it back onto your phone to then upload it onto social. But it's almost like, does that disrupt the resolution too much? Because you're yeah. moving it between so many times. Or like if you shoot on your phone, it literally, you take the shot you put it into an app to edit and you upload it. It's almost yeah, like you skip a step. So does that actually save the resolution? And the thing is as well with that is, to me, I'm like, that is so long. What's the point when I can literally do it on my phone, edit it on my phone and then upload it through my phone? Whereas like you just said, with your camera, it's very back and forth. And to me, that's just long. <laughs> it's so funny, isn't it? Like I find with... With phones, though, if I'm doing videos, I find it easier with my phone. But if I'm doing shots, it's easier with my camera. Interesting. I would love to know from you guys listening, what do you shoot with, a camera or a phone? I think Um, it's very 50-50, isn't it? Yeah, I was about to say, I bet you any money it's 50-50. Or actually, no, I bet you it's a little bit more fun than camera. Yeah, probably because it's just at hand, isn't it? Yeah, and I feel like everyone has a phone, whereas not everyone has a camera. Finding confidence to self-shoot. Which I think is super important. Yes, it really is. I think to master self-shooting, having the confidence and the carefreeness of just being like, See you later. Yes, have you never seen someone take a photo of themselves before in this street? Just having that mentality and that attitude definitely gives you so much confidence. Yeah, I think as well. You're never gonna see those people again. Like <gasps> the likelihood is you're not. So for that 0.2 seconds of looking embarrassed, you're not gonna see them again. Doesn't matter this is the thing i'm never going to see you again and i feel like most of the time though you can just play off as if you're a tourist yeah definitely 
you're never going to see these people again. I mean, obviously, if you're going to like touristy places, not I'm not talking about like around your roads and stuff, but if you're heading into like a town that's quite touristy, just literally be like, I'm a tourist. Like, <laughs> I'm never going to see you again, hon. I don't think I could do it in a busy town by myself or like a busy city I wouldn't be able to just whack out my tripod and start posing I think it has to be relatively quiet for me it's got to be the time of day that you go I think to know yeah when the best time is but um do you remember a specific time when you were just like don't care literally don't care it's not even gonna sound like like kind of triumphant but I started shooting outside like more of the front of my old house because it was always like the back garden and it was against like the same fence. And I just thought, this is so boring. Like I want to try a little bit more. And it was when we were in lockdown actually. So I couldn't even, you know, go for a walk with my tripod. Which I don't think that was in Boris's instructions, you know, but I started self shooting out front and I was just like, oh my God, what the neighbors are watching? Like what the heck is she doing? And I just thought, sod it, I need, I need to create this content and I, I really mm. don't care what they think. Like I could just say I'm doing an art project. Do you know what I mean? They've got no idea. That's the thing. I have to do this for my coursework. Do you know what I mean? There's no... Or a cheeky selfie. Oh, it's, it's, I think you can kind of play it off a little bit more because if people stop, which they never do, like how many people have stopped and be like, what are you doing? I've never had someone stop, but I had a lady the other day. It was an elderly couple, and I was shooting near my house, and they walked past me, and she was like, you look really nice. And I was like, oh, thank you. You're really kind. And she was like, yeah, keep it up. Like, they're like, what are you wearing? And I was like, oh, thanks. I went, it's just for Instagram, nothing special. And they just laughed. Yeah. But I've never had anyone come up to me and be like, what are you doing? No. Like, Because I'll be like, fuck off. <laughs> Piss off, mate, for the gram. <laughs> Do you not understand? I, I definitely think I'm more confident self-shooting than I am shooting with other people. Really? Yeah, like I was thinking about this earlier and I definitely think I know what works for me and I know kind of, like I said again earlier, like I know my camera with a self-shooting format well, so I know what works. But the minute someone else takes my photos, I'm like, oh, are they thinking this is a bit weird? Do they know this doesn't look good? Like, I get more self-conscious, I think. What if I hate the photos? Yeah. And I'm like, I get home and I'm like, these are awful. Yeah. I um, I feel like I'm a little bit of the other way around. I feel like I feel more confident when I'm shooting with other people because I do... If someone sees us, then it's a bit more professional, especially if they have a camera and it looks more professional, like she's got her kind of shit together. Yeah. Whereas if they see you with a tripod around like one of your roads in an alley or whatever, trying to get an autumnal fashion shot and they're like, what the hell are you doing? It's a bit amateur-y. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. I do feel a lot more confident now in self-shooting, but yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? When you go out with other people, there's so much more to think about. Yeah. Yeah, there is. And I, again, like, I think it's kind of, you've got to teach them what works for you. So if they haven't shot with you before, you've got to be like, oh, I know that I like this kind of angle. And can you try this? And can you try that? And I feel like it's just a little bit more picky at points. Whereas like, if you've got your tripod or whatever, you can literally just take a couple, see if it works. And if not, readjust it. I mean, there's times when we've been out shooting and we just go for it, don't we? Yeah, like we're quite happy to sort of look at the photos. I always get you to check them anyway. And I'm like, do you like it? Let me know if there's something wrong with it and I'll move. Or I think mm. that's the best way. Like, 
this such a great connection? You know, we could just be <laughs> honest and just say, oh, I don't like that. Can you try this? And I think as well, having someone else take your photo, you kind of get a second opinion, especially because they're doing what you do. Mm-hmm. So you kind of can give your opinion on it from someone who's in the same kind of industry. I do think is is helpful. I definitely think like I can appreciate your opinion on that. But it's interesting that we're very contrasting what we prefer. What do you mean? So like you prefer to shoot with someone and I prefer to self-shoot. Yeah, I'm not sure. I I think I just feel a little bit more confident Mm -hmm. with with regards to people seeing me. I feel more confident when I'm shooting with someone. But I do think now, because I've done it for so many months, I do think I actually prefer just to self-shoot and take my tripod because it's easy and I know what I want. There's no faffing around. It's just easy peasy. Yeah. I mean, there's obviously going to be pros and cons to both, but Mm. I think because I've always self-shot and I've only recently started shooting with other people, it's kind of like my comfort and my go-to is to self-shoot because I know what works. Those garden shots are like major throwback. Like that's what I kind of knew you for was your garden shots. And also like... Um, I think this was before you were following me, but when I used to live in my older house with my housemate, I used to take them in that garden. It was like a tiny little like paved courtyard. Um, I have to find them. It was when I was blonde and everything. And again, I just used to get my camera out and um, have like a front facing camera as in like, you know, just it's full height on the tripod and just full on like facing you whereas now yeah and even when I was living at my mum's with the garden I would angle it a lot better because I knew it was more flattering how did you summon the courage to start self-shooting like to go out and because I know obviously when we were in lockdown everyone was kind of doing it in their their rooms and stuff but actually getting the courage to get your tripod and just go outside explore the streets and do whatever I kind of think of it as work Mm-hmm. so it's not necessarily like oh I need to try and go out and self-shoot it's I have to go out and self-shoot because for me it's like work yeah I do take it quite seriously I'm like I have to go out and self-shoot because I have like this brand collab coming out I need to take photos for this I need to take photos for that so for me it's just like you have to do it and then I think because I kind of just forced myself and was like right you need to go out I was just like, oh, okay, cool, I've got to do it, so let's just do it, you know? It was like the pressure, because you, you've got a timescale to get, like, branded content up or whatever. Yeah, and it's, uh, for me personally, it's one of those things where it's like, if you can do it yourself, then I 100% will just do it myself. Yeah, it's kind of like, you know you're capable of doing it, and it's achievable, so stop moaning that you haven't got the content or something. It's all, almost like you've got to say that to yourself, isn't it? Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? Because anyone can do it and anyone can get really good content. You don't necessarily have to be in London with like loads of friends and going out every single day to take loads of outfit photos. I mean, the photos you see on Instagram, half of those, more than half of those photos, people have probably just gone out with a tripod, but you in your head probably, well, me, I do, I automatically think, oh my God, they're out with loads of other bloggers taking photos. Yeah but they're probably just have got a tripod. Yeah, exactly. I think as well, the anticipation is worse than actually just doing it. Like building yourself up and thinking, oh God, people are going to stare. Oh no, what if it's wrong? What is it? That 
is actually the worst part. Once you're out doing it, it's fine. Yeah, you almost get a little wave of confidence because you're like, oh, the first set of photos I really liked and I really liked the outfit together. I'm really excited to find a new location and choose my next outfit and mix it up a little bit. Definitely. Do you think as well, because like we've mentioned loads of times before, I mean, you obviously both have performing arts backgrounds. So do you think this is another thing where we just don't give a shit about what people think? Yeah. Because we've obviously performed in front of loads of people before and we have that confidence. So do you think that helps us? Definitely. I think it, it all plays into a big factor of being able to kind of just get on with it. And I think we do definitely take that for granted not realizing that actually you know it, it is quite a big deal to just sort of you know get in front of a camera and do your thing I guess I always just think there's always scarier things in life whenever you're facing something that you're like oh I'm not sure about this um but you want to do it it's kind of like yeah but there are scarier things in life you've just really got to get in that mindset of just not caring, you know what I mean? Even though you probably do care and you're like, oh my God, someone's watching me. You've just got to be like, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> you like, know? what's the worst they can do? Look at you. Okay, cool. Like, yeah. do you know what I mean? At the end of the day, you've still got that yeah. shot that you're going to be uploading on Instagram. Exactly. And you're yeah. getting the content you need and that's like, you know, that's the goal you wanted. So you're achieving it. I think if you're a bit nervous about just taking your camera out or whatever and just getting the photos in more of a public space, why don't you practice indoor first and then you don't spend so long like faffing around with angles and like um, finding out what's working for you. You know, if you kind of do your research on what you want to achieve and what look and um, positions and stuff you want, then you know you know what you want to get in terms of content and it's kind of like you can just go out and get the shots quicker also I have a question yeah. for you when you go out self-shooting or when you shoot indoors do you have an idea or do you have like like a notebook where you've done like a spider diagram or anything like that as to what shot you're after how you want it to look and what outfit you're going to be in do you plan it like down to a t or do you kind of just wing it I think a little this bit? is where you and I contrast is I'm very mm. on the spot. Like, I'll see something mm. and be like, oh, that will do, that will be cute. Or I literally <laughs> just, like, look at my feed and I'm like, oh, I need a bit more green in it. I'll just go over there. Like, whereas I know you're a lot more scheduled, like, you, you plan a lot more than I do. Yeah, I have to plan because I think if it doesn't go to plan, it's just annoying. Whereas if I've planned it and like taking notes a little bit and like got a little bit of a mood board kind of thing going on then it's just it's just easier for me but it's definitely interesting how me and you do it but it shows they both work like you plan it and you get the content I wing it and I get the content like do you know what I mean like it shows that there's no real right or wrong way to do it Okay, so we thought this would be a really nice little idea just to kind of flow into the end of the podcast episode by basically pulling together eight points for successful self-shooting. Those are three S's again. Oh, so successful self-shooting. <laughs> and we should also probably say these are 
our own opinions and what we think works to be able to successfully self-shoot. So things that me and Louise both think work really well for us and we would want to chat about them with you guys and just give you the little DL down low. Down low. Cool. So at number one... (laughs) Did you say down low? Yeah, did you just... down low? Cool. Okay. Cool. <laughs> I always do that. And it sounds it sounds really blunt, like, cool, you... moving on. You know what you don't do anymore? Do you remember you used to be like, hmm? And it just sounded like you were just so unimpressed with what I was saying. Do you remember? Like, oh, first... I do do it, but I don't think it picks up. On the podcast with Luke and the one with Katie, I was like, hmm, hmm. I was just like, I don't know, I just do it. To me, it's just a phone call with us. Yeah. And so when we normally chat, I'm just like, when you're talking, I agree. I'm like, mm. But mm. no, yeah. it, I remember like, because I don't, it's not like I got offended in the first place, but when I first heard it, I was like, oh. <laughs> I'm offended that you're offended. <laughs> I'm offended that you're offended, then I'm offended. But like, it. but now I, I just, maybe I'm just used to it, but I just remember when you first started doing it. And I think you have changed it because I, I said about it and you were like, yeah, I'm aware I do it. But it was just like, Mm. anyway <laughs> basically if you don't know what louise is talking about when louise is talking and i agree with it i normally go mm. but then she switches to a new subject so it sounds like a kind of bored like mm. anyway so <laughs> yeah it's it's not it's more just like me agreeing and me kind of filling that gap to be like okay i'm gonna go in front of a subject <laughs> What of you next? <laughs> Back to me. <laughs> These may be really basic, but we're just going to go with it. So, number one, we have a tripod. Yeah, that's like when we put it like that, it does sound like, no shit, Sherlock. But in fairness, like I said to Sophia, I was like, we need to put this point down because I think it's actually one of the most useful pieces of equipment you can invest in, like a good tripod. Because I went so many years where I would just balance my camera on like the garden furniture or a wall or, you know, anything that would give me a little bit of leverage. But actually just spending, you know, a bit of money on a good tripod goes a long way and you can create some really good like levels with it. Again, it sounds really patronizing, but it is it's basic things like that that actually will change your self-shooting content and it will get you to that next level. Just you'd be happy with the content. And also you don't have to worry. Like if you went to a location, you wouldn't have to worry about finding a brick wall or like a bench. <laughs> yeah. Just placing your phone on the bench. Run! <laughs> Excuse me. Can you just hold this? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I agree. I think they're, they're essential for self-shooting. They allow you to be more experimental, more creative and get more confident with regards to shooting. So you're, you don't have to go out with someone. You can go out by yourself and get more, like, a bit more confident with actually going out and shooting. Or even indoors, like Louise just said, not balancing it on something. Um, it's just easy to have it. And sometimes they do come with adjustable tops, if that makes sense. So it can suit your phone or a camera. And I definitely think a tripod is needed. I feel like this is such, like, a known fact, but... I know there's a lot of people that don't have tripods. Yeah, like, even though we're saying, oh, it's so obvious and stuff, I still know a lot of people that shoot without a tripod and have said, like, you know, this is balanced on books or a tin or whatever, and it's like, um, you know, sometimes if I'm lazy, I can't bother to get my tripod out, I'll use that, but... <laughs> She'll reach for a can of soup. <laughs> <laughs> Reggie soup, oh, coming your way. A girl's got to try, but... 
yeah, I, I think it's it's one of those things. Just spend a little bit of money in a good tripod and it will be it'll be worth it. So our second point is get creative with your what was that? <laughs> what? <laughs> what did you say? I don't know. Oh no. Okay. What was that, Louise? <laughs> I think I just like internally imploded or something. <laughs> <laughs> point number two. Get creative with your locations. Again, maybe a bit like, yeah, no, no shit. But, you know, if you're going to the park, look for those little corners that have a bit of quirk to them. Um, if your feed has got a lot of greenery on it, well, maybe look for like a brick wall or like a colourful shutter or garage or something. You know, get creative and don't just stick to, I don't know, a white wall or... Do you know what I mean? I remember we mentioned this in an episode ages ago. I think it was like our first ever episode about shooting indoors with COVID and how we found it. And we were saying how in your house, you have to kind of find that little corner to make your own that you think is like Instagram worthy and you can just like style that corner up to fit your feed. And I think it's kind of the same when you go out looking for locations. So for example, you don't live in a very in quote quotation marks instagrammable area you just have to go out and find that little corner that you can just have just to take a photo and i think if you really look you can find like a good corner even though it might to the eye not look that appealing well look at it through your camera because actually simple things like bus stops or like um parking lots or just real basic urban looking environments can actually look really cool through mm. the lens and you know what I sometimes do as well when I'm going out looking for new places to shoot I'll just take my obviously take my phone with me and just take an actual photo of where I like like the location of just to see what it would look like as like a result of you know what I mean yeah <laughs> like when you and I go out shooting together we even put the camera on like if it's on your phone and actually look at the angle first so you mm. even do it when you're shooting with people i went out the other day shooting and i was like oh my god i found so many good places just around my road just having the idea of going and finding like the small little nooks you know that you can just go to just to take a little photo yeah definitely and again like it just gives you that a little bit of inspiration because if you're looking at something through your eye and thinking, oh, no, that just won't work. You know, if you see it through a lens, actually, just even with a little bit of a tilt or something, or like you just said with your filter, it can put a whole new spin on it. Okay, so number three is figure out the result. By that, we mean what content are you trying to get? Are you trying to take photos for autumn fashion or are you trying to show off your gifted shoes that you were sent or are you working with a brand and you really need like a good street view you know like what what's the end result you're after and like me and Louise mentioned earlier in this episode I plan it like down to a T um, and if that's what you have to do then do it if it's not then don't obviously but I think you just really need to think about the final result like what are you after yeah Definitely. I think you just pretty much sum that up, to be honest. Well, well, well. Yeah, yeah, nice, nice. Okay, so our fourth point is angles, which I think is just so, 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 so important. I, especially since um, moving and having to be a bit more experimental with, like, my indoor content, 
I rely on angles so much. And I think you can take some of the best photos with just adding that little bit of quirk into the angle that you can get a really flattering angle. You can get a really cool, like detailed shot with just a little bit of like movement in the picture. Like there's so much you can do with angles. And I just think they're one of the best things that you can do on your feed. Like just mix it up and it just, yeah, I think it's really eye catching. You love an angle. I love an angle. There's so many people who do some really cool stuff on Instagram. And by the time that I go to shoot, I think, what do I do? I, I just my mind goes blank and I just go back to the same old hair touch, touching, hands at the waist. But yeah, you do some really cool angles. So if you need some inspo, head on over to Louise's oh, Instagram. Thanks, girl. But I think as well, like I know for me, if I have a low detailed shot, I can get like my jawline looks fucking sick compared to like if it was like higher up I'm like mm. you know I just know that works for me better and also it's like a known fact if you take a photo downwards looking up your legs will look longer your 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 whole appearance will appear longer because the lens is like stretched in a different way if that makes sense so it's actually a really flattering angle yeah and I think this kind of comes hand in hand with our first point, which is the tripod. Normally on a tripod, you can get different levels that you can adjust the tripod to. And this would definitely come in handy for all the different angles that you want to try. Yeah. Like Sophia just said, when you adjust the legs, you can adjust just maybe two of them at the front and have the back one a little bit lower. So it creates the upward angle or vice versa. So you can do so much with an, a tripod and angling. So number five is lighting more specifically knowing your seasons and knowing the time of day and the best times to go out shooting so the best times that you're going to get good lighting because for example like now we're in like autumn going into winter in a couple of months and the lighting in the evening about what six o'clock no not even that half five is awful it's just like dark yeah and I also find as well like I love autumn lighting, but sometimes when you're trying to do like a full outfit length shot, you've got such a deep sunset or sunrise color coming into your apartment or like your room or your house or whatever, that it actually destroys the shot because it's just too dark to shoot with, if that makes sense. Yeah, you are for sure. That's why, especially in autumn and winter, you have to know the best times to go out and shoot. Even if that means like investing into some actual lighting like soft boxes or ring lights to help especially indoor shooting in autumn winter because the light is just so dark and if you're someone like me that is a night owl and likes to do shooting and stuff in the like evening time then I invested in some lighting especially for my makeup looks and yeah it's really worth it I think if you're going to use the lighting definitely uh point number six is confidence and independence we've said this from way back at the start of the episode confidence is so key you're never going to see these people again do your thing you know you're going to get good content out of it um you know you're going to walk away feeling happy that you got the shot and that's that's the whole reason you're doing this so just know the worst bit like i said earlier is anticipating going to self-shoot once you're doing it no fucks no fucks so yeah, when you go out and shoot by yourself, it kind of prepares you for if you're go going to go out in the future and shoot with 
friends because you you can get confident with yourself knowing your best angles it just prepares you for going out shooting with other people and you just get that little bit of confidence because you've done it by yourself I think it's such a good thing to be independent you can just go off and take yourself off to you know just take some photos and you know come back and change and do it again or whatever I just think that's like such a kind of great thing to have knowing you don't have to rely on a you know anyone to help you that's literally it not having to rely on anyone else and just going out and doing it by yourself for yourself right uh number seven we have i've I've got like a mixture of things um basically know your as better know your camera modes is the best way for me to say it so explore with self time i explore with bursts i take my photos on square you know on the camera you can get like portrait landscape um pano you get loads of different modes i take my actual photos in square so i don't have to crop them down to instagram size um because i find when you take it on like a normal photo or normal portrait mode you always end up cropping something out that you really want in the picture so i kind of just shoot on square and i've done it for the longest time that way I know everything's going to be in the photo. Yeah, for me, I've learned the hard way, like when you take a photo in portrait mode, as in like, not as in on an iPhone, but like just literally a portrait angle, you do, like Sophia said, have to cut out a load of either your head or your feet, depending how zoomed in it is. So if you actually take it on landscape or like Sophia said in square, you know that you're going to have the whole photo in the gram grid and just also touching on that with bursts and multiple shots I rely on multiple shots so much because I think it just gives you so many more options to play with like when you're coming to edit the photos and looking through your selections you've got more to like you know sift through but actually the one where you maybe moved a little bit to the left or you looked up a little bit is actually the one that is the Mm -hmm. shot so I just think it Gives you more options, basically. Yeah, more of a variety. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then our last point is time management. When we say time management, we mean like use your time wisely. Like if you know you've got a day of self shooting, well then do multiple looks in it. You know, go back, change, go out again and shoot. Like use that time creatively, basically. Mm-hmm. And plan your locations as well where you want to go. And I always find going to the furthest location first and working backwards is better for me personally. But yeah, time management, I think, is such a good one because you just need to be on the ball with it, especially if you are having a day of just like shooting. For me, with time management, it's so crucial. Like I pretty much work full time now. But if I'm doing a later shift, which means I have to be work at work at one, I will wake up at eight. That's quite a line for me. I'll wake up at seven. <laughs> That's a line. <laughs> Half six. <laughs> I'm up at the crack of dawn. That's just my body clock. I'll get ready as though I'm just having a normal day, take photos, and then I'll change and get ready for work and go to work. So I spend the morning creating content and then I go to work. But that's otherwise, if I didn't have that, I don't know when I would be able to shoot. So I really hope you enjoyed those facts, uh, not facts, those, um, what would you call them, pointers? pointers? Yeah. 
I think we got a good old selection there. And as Sophia said, they're just our pointers, like, you know, there are opinions, um, little bit of disclaimer, you know, they work for us, they might not work for everyone, one or two might work, who knows, but, mm. you know, it's worth a try. Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode. Um, we hope you enjoyed it. We only have one more left of this season, which is a little bit scary. It's really weird. Like, me and Louise have been saying for the longest time now, it feels like we haven't even been doing a podcast this second season because it's gone so quick. Like, I can't remember the recordings. I can't remember the editings. I just don't know where it's gone. Yeah, it's kind of like a bit of both isn't it like we can't remember doing it it doesn't feel like we've even done anything but at the same time I'm so ready to just have a little bit of a break and that's not not saying I don't enjoy recording and like creating these episodes but we've both said the amount of time it takes to edit the episode and get it launched in time is probably the biggest like the biggest chunk of it all and Mm. at the moment Sophia and I are, are so busy with work it's like we have to squeeze in a recording and then we have to make sure it's edited in time. And at the moment, it's just a bit chaotic. So it'll definitely be nice to have a bit of downtime mm-hmm. and get us energised and ready for season three. Both obviously have work, but we've both got other things going on as well. And it's the time of year that it is. I just think everyone's so busy at this time of year. So, yeah, like Louise said, I think we both are in need of a break. But also, like me and Louise said ages and ages ago in season one, when we have a break, we don't really have a break because we're constantly thinking of new ideas, constantly chatting about um, future episodes, constantly, like, got our brains working with regards to the podcast. And just touching on that as well, like, if you guys have any like requests or there's a certain subject that you want us to talk about or maybe one we've talked about previously but you want us to talk a little bit more about do let us know because we're always open to ideas it's not like we have a set schedule and that's it um yeah yeah like it would be interesting to know any feedback and stuff so we're always open to that sure yeah although I'm really looking forward to I don't know am I looking forward to recording our next episode which is the last one of this series I don't know I it'll be a bit emotional I felt really emotional last time and also can you let us know if you like us having guests on because we never really got any feedback about that like people Mm. said they enjoyed the certain episodes but just in general how do you feel about us having a third person because for you and I we love it Oh my God, yes. Thank you so much for listening. Um, Do go and follow The Chatty Edit on Instagram, which is at The Chatty Edit. My Instagram is at Louise Marguerite. And my Instagram is at Sophia Tranta XO. And obviously don't forget to use the hashtag The Chatty Edit because we do love to see the content. Oh, do not forget to use that hashtag, baby. We love to see the content, the wonderful content on there. Oh, Craggy, what's happened to us? Your co hosts have gone wild. They're breaking free. We're sorry. (laughs) Sorry. Right, we'll leave you to it. So uh, enjoy your day, evening, night, whatever you're up to, and we will see you for the last episode next week. Oh, no. Okay, see you later. Bye. Bye.